Welcome, Dr. James Beckett here, Sports Card Insights with Mike Friedman. We're going to talk about 2021, some projections and predictions for the future. So thank you, sponsors, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, CompC.com, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, as well as Heritage Auctions, Sagan Scott Auctions, and Topps Panini and Upper Deck. So great sponsors, one of whom is with me, Mike Friedman. Welcome to the show. And thank you. Thank you for pontificating with me. We, we are going to predict things for the future. We could be wrong, but I'm guessing we're going to be more right than wrong. As most people that do uh, New Year's Day shows, they, they make predictions that are hard to prove wrong and can easily be right. Welcome to the show. And uh, I'm assuming you're bullish on 2021. Uh, very much so. At this point, when you own a card shop these days, you order everything you can get. And there's been very little regret that's gone with it lately. There were some initial concerns with 2021 basketball in terms of the name recognition. We didn't have the Final Four. Uh, we got guys who, who weren't household names. And I actually think that's a great opportunity for collectors right now. Uh, there's only two products that are out for 2021. There's the Prism Basketball and the Contenders Basketball. And they haven't really blown up yet. And I think that creates some opportunity for once these guys get on the court. And, and I'm saying these guys because I don't even know all the names myself. But I, I think you've got a great opportunity with some of these guys. People are like, worst draft ever. And you know, like, nobody wants to be the person who follows Joe Montana, but every once in a while you get a Steve Young. So I'm, I'm happy about this year's basketball in part because I can still sell it at or close to original SRP, which is a rare thing these days. And I think that presents an opportunity for people either to buy boxes and sit on and similarly an opportunity to go for after those players before they potentially blow up. I'm just wondering whether there's a powder keg there, basketball in particular, with now basketball getting started. The first time somebody has a big game of one yes. of these rookies, is it going to explode or implode the case or box price for some of these products that are out there? Because there's a muscle memory in the hobby after 2020 that things naturally go up. Right. And yet they, they can't keep going up forever, but they certainly can go up above SRP if we've learned anything from 2020. I, I I haven't seen the week after the draft. We saw a lot of interest, and then it's tailed off. The Nuggets have two guys who seem to be one of them at least is, is looking pretty well in the preseason games. And admittedly, I haven't watched a, a, a preseason game on TV, so I haven't had a chance to enjoy some of the other guys yet. But I expect a strong season from basketball once we get some of that name familiarity. And I think one of the other things is buying 1920 products is just about impossible. Finding any box is tough, especially the big premium cool boxes. And then even going back to 18, 19, 16, 17, 18, those things are pretty well dry as well. So I expect that we'll see quite a bit of interest, at least for basketball, with the new releases. I agree. But you got Michael Porter Jr. there and uh, Jamal Murray's uh, continue to emerge. It's not a bad thing if customers come in your LCS and are interested in basketball and they're confused about who the breakout stars might be for this season, but they sure know who they might want to bet on from years past. There's that. And hey, the rookie of the year might be a guy in the 1920 draft class. It could be Bowl Bowl. Who knows? Okay. Now we're going to bring up the name above both double name names. <laughs> I want to get into something that's happened in 2020, really gotten probably out of hand, and it's retail flippability. It's always been there, but you're a card shop, and occasionally you've picked up some retail product in order to offer it to your, to your friends that come in your store, the collectors, at a reasonable markup. But it's hard when that product is being picked up just massively before it even hits the shelves and doubled, tripled, or more. Doubling now seems like a, a gentle uptick compared to more than tripling for many of these products. And not always by people that are in the know. They're just trying to catch the latest wave. So how's that affected your card shop? 2020 was the year I learned how much retail was made, at least and distributed in my little corner of the world. I became aware of how much 
is out there because so much of it got brought to me. We started off and we were buying blasters and megas from people. We weren't even buying uh, the jumbo packs and, and well, we weren't buying hangers. And then, okay, we'll try the hangers because those are selling. And then we were buying the fat packs and we we're buying basically at this point, anything that gets walked in the store. It's a tightrope of, I want to have an affordable box, but and I also don't want to be known as a person who's gouging. Like, I've got 2020 Prism football on my shelf, the uh, blasters at $79 a box. And I'll show you my checkbook. I paid $60 for them. Now, if I paid $20 for them, then yes, I'm gouging. That's how the hot dogs are made. Literally, I paid $60 and I've got them at $79. So we've got a lot of flippers who are bringing us product. And one of them in particular, you know, I asked him, I said, why are you dealing with me? And I didn't want him to change or anything, but I wanted to gain a better understanding. And he was talking about the complexities of selling on eBay, where he was getting boxes back with 91 Fleer and other things in there for <laughs> the Indiana Jones weight. I've got to make it weigh the same amount. And he was getting boxes back for people and having to give refunds left and right. He said, look, I'm going to get a, about the same amount of money from you and I don't have to ship it and I don't have to deal with the refunds and all the issues that go with it. So we've got three guys who bring us retail on a very regular basis and we've stocked our shelves when possible with it as much as possible. I, I frame your dilemma differently. I, I think there's wholesale and there's retail and wholesale, you try to buy as cheaply as you can based on quantity and availability and all that. And retail, it's, it ought to be what the traffic bears. So I, I can't see somebody gouging who is selling retail at retail prices. Are we talking about distributors? Oh, sorry. They have their own dilemmas. But I'm saying for you, I, I don't think people want to look at your checkbook and see what you paid for it as much as know that they're not overpaying right. compared to other places. That, that's my problem. Cool. Absolutely. And I try to be in line. Every I don't reset every time I'm paying $60 on prison blasters right now. And I've paid that for certainly a week, if not more. And and you know what? We probably do need to do a reset to make sure that 79 is still the correct number. I feel it's the correct number because it's still getting bought like crazy and nobody's yelling at me any more than is appropriate. It's, it's nice to have something that's portable this year it, to replace the gap of the anything from 79 to, to $300. Is, it's the Bermuda Triangle. There's nothing there. It should be Phoenix. It should be XR. It should be Absolute. And I can run down the litany of great products that Indy makes that would normally fill that void. It's, it's football season. So I'm just thinking football. Um, at least in baseball, we've got products like Stadium Club and, and, and Archives um, that are filling that void. There was an equilibrium in 2019. You were there, 2018, 2017. All those prior years, there was an equilibrium between sales in the LCSs and the sales in card shows and other venues. But in 2020, that equilibrium was disturbed. Because there wasn't right. things going on in the field, or people weren't sports gambling or fantasy, and so uh, and LCSs were restricted in some ways, but there weren't any shows at all in many venues. So, how do you see that recalibrating for 2021? Do you think card shops are going to be a beneficiary of the new normal? I, I don't see anything to derail that, at least for a while. Somebody, I, I, I get my nose wiped twice a week because I work at Pepsi Center. Oh, sorry, Ball Arena, and, and I get swiped, and, and I basically asked the medic. I said, "Hey, when should I expect to get a shot?" And I told him my age, my health background. He goes, probably June or July. So until the whole herd immunity or or until everybody gets their shot, I don't know that we see any changes for that. The nice thing about it is it's lining up with the national. In terms of a a shift, we do card shows at our store. And I have not given a thought to it until everybody gets, you know, until everybody basically gets a shot. And the further complication is we do them on Saturdays. I don't think I can do them on Saturdays anymore because our Saturdays, I walk in here at 9.50, whatever, and I walk out of here at 6, whatever. And, and if I'm lucky, I may have gone to the bathroom once. I may have gotten within eight feet of food and, and not complaining. It's everything I always hoped for, but that's my Saturday. And then to do a show on top of it, I don't see how we do it. Well, I, I, again, I read a lot and I am aware of other things besides baseball cards, but in most industries, in most uh, retail environments, there's a little bit of a zero sum game, but it, that's not true in sports cards. It's not a zero sum game. 
buying beget and selling begets more buying and selling. And so if you have healthy shows, that doesn't take away from the LCSs. It may even add to the LCSs as people enjoy that experience. And so that's I, amazing. There's just new enthusiasm for the category and more opportunities for buying and selling or beginning beget more enthusiasm for buying and selling and being in your LCS. Everything you said, I think is spot on. And we've also got people who have gotten into the day trading, the excitement that goes to sports cards. Obviously, yes, there's the fun of the opening. There's the fun of the trading and, and flipping. There's so many ways that this works. And now you look at the coolness. You've got Rob Kardashian's doing card breaks. He's, he's doing things. Mark Wahlberg was at the industry summit this year under an assumed name. So he was eyeing things. And I've seen him break cards with his kids. You look at the acceptance level of it. And again, it's cool to own a card shop. The first game back, we did a preseason game. And uh, the president of the Nuggets came by, Tim Connolly, and we have a, a minor friendship. Hey, Mike, you're still doing cards. And we got this brief conversation. He's got a friend who started a hedge fund w involving sports cards. And here's the president of the Nuggets who's coming over and wants to talk about it. Maybe I do something cool for a living for a change. It's when you're in this kind of appreciating inventory phase that cards are better than cash. They're completely liquid and they're going up every week or every month. And so they're better than cash. Whereas you turn the clock back a number of years, then it's like, what do you want with these cards? Now they're not golden, but they're, they're more accepted as a medium of exchange. Absolutely. Especially some of the better cards. Uh, I know we're reading about all these glamour cards in 2020, but do you see that 2021 is going to be a, a continuation of that? Or are they going to get deeper into the long tail? We're seeing a mix. Obviously, everybody by now knows the, the term prism and, and anything else that's on chromium technology. And then NT will hit and the, and the other big boy releases. It, it just seems like everything's going. I mean, at, at this point, prism's $1,000 a box. So normally that would be a three, four, maybe it would jump to a $500 box. And at 1000 it makes a lot of other products look that much cooler. My last sale of the night was a Panini Luminance and an XR box. And I, that guy in a normal year may have bought a prism box. And I hope he wasn't settling, but he was getting boxes he found uh, maybe perhaps greater value in, in getting. In this environment in 2021 is going to be the same. I mean, how much are you called on by your customers to arbitrate or decide which of these two products they got to pick up? Are you put in that Solomonic situation very often that you've got to decide which one they should take if they're not going to take both? I always try to leave it up there and I, I give the upsides and, and I'll give the downsides to products like this. Right now, Panini Prison Basketball is flying, but I want to make sure everybody knows that they're in the collegiate or international uniforms. And really, I, I don't, I, I educate my collectors. I empower them so that they make the choices and, and I don't lean anybody. I want to inform my collectors and I want them to walk away with with a purchase that they feel confident about instead of, gee, this guy pushed bad product on me. But we do, one thing that's nice is on those rare moments when I don't have eight people in here and I can actually engage people. Yesterday was maybe my favorite day. We had, it, it was a fifth as good as Saturday was. But I actually got to talk to people. And usually that only happens when the Broncos are playing. I got to actually talk to my collectors and we were able to just engage instead of, hey, here you go. Awesome. Thank you very much. You're going to love it. And grab a free pack of sleeves and thank you. Bye. And, and let me help the next guy. So I, I thoroughly enjoyed that day more because I actually had content with my collectors instead of in out next. Are, are you seeing that the collective IQ or understanding of collectors has increased each year? I'm not talking about the brand new newbies, but basically the last few years, People have really leaned into this industry to really understand it. There are more podcasts out there. There are more ways for people to get up to speed. There's a lot more velocity of sales where you can track the card ladder. You can find out things more easily than you would have a couple of years ago. That benefits you and it benefits the industry. I think it does. I think there needs to be more diversity. People are seemingly so singularly focused on Prism, Chrome, Mosaic, Optic Select. They don't appreciate that there's other products out there. 
I'm not stuck with anything and everything's moving, but I want to make sure that people are aware that you don't have to spend five, six, eight hundred dollars on a box. I've got a great box of Stadium Club over here. It's going to have two autographs and 16 packs. You're going to hopefully get some numbered cards and an insert. And I want people to be aware of that product as well. I want people to become more aware. And here, one of the great long-term things about this for card shops and the hobby in general is people have had their taste of sports cards and it's easier to come back to this. So we've got kids who are coming in who are into it. And, and after high school, maybe we'll see them again. Maybe this will be the first generation that doesn't give up collecting during high school. Maybe the girls will actually find it cool, or maybe the girls will be the ones collecting. But I think you know, we've got this whole next generation who's had their taste of collecting, and it's easier to come back to it than to suddenly find it. Although, quite a people are clearly finding it right now on their own. What's the next big thing, whether it's a card set or an approach to collecting? Is there anything on, on the horizon for 2021 as we get back to more normal shows and more normal attendance at, at LCSs? but keeping what we've gained in 2020. So any new trends that you see? I'd love to point out something specific. I guess I just need to wait until Gary V says what's going to be next so we can all experience the next. It, it's my hope that we see more of the same, that we see more educated collectors, that we see more people who hopefully they get past the dollar value of what everything is worth and appreciate the, the enjoyment of collecting, where they get back to my first pack in 78, where we're seeing more next generation parents bringing in their kids. I know this isn't the answer to your question in terms of what to expect as the next trend. It's more of my hope of what we see. We're seeing it now. We're seeing so many people who are coming in who've gotten cards for Christmas, and hopefully we just see more of the same, maybe with some more affordable boxes. Sorry, I can't tell you what the next hot insert is going to be. But let, let me tell you what I hope it is. Just like in our culture, uh, we are wired, not necessarily from birth, but from early on in life to have certain uh, presuppositions and first impressions uh, about people and about things. And it's based on our upbringing and all that stuff. I'm hoping that in 2021, our culture, as well as sports cards, looks at things and takes a second look. It doesn't just think that's junk or that's no good and think, you know, that's my initial perception, but I'm, I want to dig a little deeper to see, is there some buried treasure in there? Is this something that's overpriced or is it underpriced? And so thinking a little bit more deeply about it, would be my hope. And I, I think those are the collectors you want to interact with that are in your store, trying to figure out what's the next hot thing, but really trying to evaluate it and use their own good brains and knowledge of the sport and all that. So thanks, Mike. <laughs> We're ready for 2021. And I, I know you are, and I'm dying to get up to Aurora <laughs> in 21, 2021. That'll be my goal. So thanks, everybody. Thanks, Mike Fruitman. Be back again tomorrow with a another episode to talk about what's great about our hobby and how it's going to be even greater in 2021. So thanks and see you tomorrow.